This is CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. Good morning to you. A whole new reshuffle in our cabinet uh, we've seen this week. Uh, it is good to be with you here uh, on The Unview with myself, Alan Ford, and the only one, Nathan Rowe, uh, where we're the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. We still haven't worked out who's thin, who's rich, and who's... Well, we know we're fabulous. I know I'm fabulous. You've got to own your shit. I'm slightly less fabulous, but I think that's just... I think, it, I think it's just it, the hetero in me. Uh, sorry about the loss of your grand this week. Of course, sad for your family. And Thank I, you and I mean it with, with a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, the, what a great life. What a great dedication Thank you. you put to her. And, yeah. Um, d- that's an interesting thing here. Hey? It makes you reevaluate your whole life. Like, what am I actually doing? Like, sure. The 72 hours I've put into PlayStation gaming is not actually benefiting the world. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You start, you start really looking at your, your priorities. You know, it's quite a, it's quite a beautiful thing. Actually. Are we stopping PlayStation gaming? <laughs> I've got to ask it. I mean, well, has, I, need, has I this need to get, your I need to get to level Granny dies. No more PlayStation. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, um, like your priorities definitely mm-hmm. shift to like what's important. It's just, it's just great. I think, I think it's, I mean, they call it the great level, and I think it's actually the great level as well for the people left behind because mm. it kind of puts everything back into perspective for everyone. And again, to your family, my deepest sympathy. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Kisses from coast to coast to everybody around town and around the country and around the world. Yes. Uh, and uh, I must tell you, I just got back from Cape Town. Great time there. I, I I, it rained. It, it, it's been quite rainy. This magical thing happened. The water fell from the sky in Cape well, Town. Well, my partner and his mother... And I decided to to do some Cape Town explorations, Cape Point and uh, Table Mountain and oh, Signal Hill. And and I'm going to tell you, we planned this trip. So the, the nicest thing is I'm going to plan a trip every week to try to get the dams full again because it just rained and rained. Nice. And this morning it was Table Mountain, but it's not raining. Maybe no one's washed their car in Cape Town for a while because I know that's, <laughs> they that's haven't my washed secret. Their car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you wash your car, then… Then it rains. You know, that's the trick. Uh, uh, what's going on in the background? This is your Lebanese theme music. Oh. We, well, I mean, it is Lebanese. Uh, the, the restaurant's doing really well. I'm glad to hear it. You must see it's a Rez Cafe in Morningside. It's opened a restaurant. Is there someone at the restaurant that plays the zither? No, man. It's not the... It's the drums. <laughs> is it the zither? I don't know. That, that, that. Shame. You know, these things happen in life. No one's culture, huh? Lebanese is wonderful. It's excellent. It's superb. The food is brilliant. And of course, if there's a worst case scenario, we'll just kid you. Things happen. Sure. Just, Alan Committee joins us uh, shortly on the show. He, I'm sure, has come across a lot of Lebanese in his lifetime. Yeah, a few, the whole five of them. And then he ran away and didn't want to know them again. Alan Committee, Laughing Matters uh, opened this week uh, uh, in um, at Monte Cassino. We're going to chat about... This phenomenal show. We've got uh, Darren Meltz and Brad Nariko in studio. Noviko. Noviko. Nariko. Nariko. Do I look like I'm a Russian? I'm Lebanese. Does he look like he's a Russian? (laughs) I don't know. We'll work it out later. And uh, their show is called The Clearing. Ah. Okay, we're going to talk to them as well. Hmm. Uh, Interesting title, actually. It makes you wonder what it's about. Yeah. It sounds very much like... Like the witch or the woods. Or no, yeah, it could yeah. it could be a little clearing in the woods where, like, you know, we'll lo- lovers go. It could be a ho- combine harvester that that <laughs> clears the way for the psychopathic killer. We'll, we'll all, fi- of the above. Uh, all of the above. Okay, we'll chat to the boys in a moment, and then 
tonight is the big opening, and it's the the Broadway it's a it's the Broadway company. It's not the small version of Evita. Evita opens at um, at Monte Cassino. Gee, this is a, a great great week of theatre. Seriously, one of the best comedians. We uh, should get we should speak to someone from Evita. We are going to in a moment. Ooh. We're going to chat to Jonathan Rocksmith. Oh, I uh, love it. Of course, him. the one only Jonathan. I mean, he's the superstar of notes. I mean, he's like the Meryl Streep of South Africa. It's just, and the winner is just Jonathan. Jonathan. And we'll chat to Jonathan in, in just a second. I hear they get uh, the trophies just, you know, pre, pre-done, like the year before. But he is brilliant. Yeah, okay. amazing. Anyway, let's get to that right now because uh, on the line, welcome Jonathan Rocksmouth, who is, uh, who plays Shay. Based on the character, or it's based on the character is based on Shay Kovaro to some extent. Um, I heard the woman, the, the 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 people are going mad because you've got long hair and a beard, unlike uh, when you played uh, Sweeney Todd with no hair and <laughs> and a so, beard and a beard. Uh, but now you've got long, hair, beautiful hair, and uh, Jonathan, you're rocking and you're rolling. Talk to us and uh, welcome to the show. You open tonight with Evita. We do. Sorry, I'm still I'm still trying not to laugh at the Meryl Street. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. But you are. Um, yeah, but you are. Yeah, you like the male long hair. Um, yeah, with me, when I went bald, I got letters of outrage. When I grew the long hair and the beard, I got letters of outrage. So I can't seem to win. Um, and people, the best quote so far was, we don't care if it's for a show. You look terrible. So that, that's the best so far. So I'll leave it to you to tell me. So, I mean, Jonathan, again, what an incredible year. Your, your own... Uh, production your own show uh, that you did was sold out uh, that's a few thousand people every night then you did uh, the at the start of the year you were doing um, Joseph and then yeah. you had West Side Story and now Evita what I, are you the mystery of Irma Vett, don't forget oh that. yes of course of course and the mystery of Irma Vett. this is all and we're only in October we, have, <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> we haven't even got to the end of the year that's that's four musicals, no, it's been, it's been crazy. and his own one-man uh, stage show, which, by the way, was was sold out. So, w- what a crazy year! And and it's good to be working and busy. Yeah, and it's, and not just working and busy, working and busy with some of the best, um, because the team that they've got together for us for Evita um, are actually the people who were in the room when they first did it in 1978. So yesterday, we all had a choreography call with Larry Fuller, who was nominated for a Tony mm-hmm. for this choreography, you know, on Broadway. And we're working with the guy. We're not working with um, the third assistant down the list. We're working with the guy. You know, um, the, the team who came from, from America, Dan Kuttner, is Hal Prince's right-hand man. You don't get more first-hand than that. Um, Kim Jordan has been in the beat for 30 years. Um, she is, she, well, Officially, she's known as the person who knows the most about staging Evita in the world. So sure. we have her. So we have Guy Simpson, who is you know um, a, a fixture at the Sydney Opera House, teaching us the score. It, it's really, of all the teams we've had over the years, this is the most first-hand that we've ever had. And it's amazing, and you can see it in the product, in, in the show, and the morale in the company is just so high and proud to be in it. So I can't wait to open tonight. Well, again, an extraordinary show, and I mean, we've seen this on a smaller scale in the past, but now, yeah. now we're seeing with the full. Well, it's a Broadway company to some extent. The whole Broadway show. Um, 
you got the beard, you got the long hair, you play Shea Kavara. It's an interesting role because it's been played by a number of people and well-known stars throughout the years. Antonio Banderas, um, played it in the movie with, uh, with yeah. Madonna. But I'm asking you, who do you, where do you draw your inspiration? Well, as you said, our Che is based on Che Guevara um, in terms of the revolutionary idea. And to have somebody explain to you what's going on in the show, um, that you, know, you must be able to understand that they know what they're talking about. So to take inspiration from Che Guevara, it does make sense when you're there. It's a bit of a weird idea on paper, but when you watch the show, you go, oh, I understand how this works. Um, I, I, sort of, I went straight back to who Che Guevara was and... And the more I found out who, who he was, the more I understood why he was in the show. So I've just basically, I, I, read, I read a few things online, and then I just went back to the script. And luckily, with Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, what they give you in the script is enough. And you go, got it. I know who this person is. I know why he's there and, and how he's going to tell the story. And it's great fun because I've been encouraged to have fun with the audience as the narrator of Edita. So... You know, he's a lot funnier than people expect him to be. He's a lot quirkier. But then there's also the anger and the revolution and the, and the wanting for the country to be free and, and all of that. So it's very layered, especially being a South African in 2017, going through what we're going through politically to play this role right mm. now. Sure. Um, I must tell you, again, you, too, you do qu- quite a lot of wonderful songs, but, I mean, you do Oh, What a Circus, Oh, What a Show. And... Yeah. What is your favorite song in in the musical? Um, my favorite song to sing is probably High Flying Abroad. Um, okay. Because it's, after everything, it's been manic, manic, manic. And then this, this little soft little song comes up and gives you a chance to breathe. So that, that's great fun. Um, my favorite number in the show is probably Buenos Aires, when, when Ava goes to the city for the first time. Um, largely in part due to the vocal powerhouse that we have playing Ava Perón called you know, Kingston who was hand-selected by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice to play the role here. Um, it's, it's quite amazing because she is, you know, she's been on the West End, she's played Eponine on, 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 in London, um, she's been in Priscilla, she's been in Fiddler um, on the Roof, so she really is a seasoned pro. But I guarantee you tonight, when, when she sings that number, you're going to sit there and go, oh my God, it's, it's that good. And the best thing about it, I have to say, She's, okay, so she's a good singer. Every Ava should be a good singer, but she can act. And that's where I'm so pleased, because you realize Evita is a play with music as well. Well, the, 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 of course, the whole, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole storyline is, is done in music. But, uh, we're going to have her on next week on the show. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Before you leave, um, yes. <clears throat> I thought we make everybody do it. Do you want to, do you want to give us a, a couple of lines from, from one of the songs that you sing in the show? I don't. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I don't, um, I love without the beret, my music doesn't make sense. Ah, I love you, Jonathan, because you know what? He's the only one. That's, <laughs> he's the only person that's got away with it. I mean, seriously, we've we've made Engelberg Humperdinck. We made him do it. Okay, we've made everybody do it. Jonathan gets away. with I'm it. pretty sure you can get Jonathan to sing one of his original songs, though, because then he doesn't need a beret. As I... far as I know, his original <laughs> show he did not have a beret. <laughs> and, happily, and happily, I don't write my own songs. Ah, uh, you know what, John? I'll get you into the studio. I'll make you sing, baby. That's what Absolutely. we'll do. John the Rocksmith, uh, thank you for joining us. We we'll see you tomorrow. We time. are seeing you later. We are, yes, 100%. We're coming to, 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 to join you later. John the Rocksmith, who Brilliant. plays Shea.
uh, in the uh, production. And of course, of course, a dedication to Evita. What have we got there? Oh, another song. Oh. Argentina has gone to town Over the death of an actress called Eva Perón We've all gone crazy Morning all day and morning all night Falling over ourselves to get all Of the misery right Oh what an exit, that's how to go that's Antonio Banderas, by the way. Your curtain down, demand to be buried like Eva Perón. It's quite a sunset. Well, this is the unviewed, the thin, the rich, and the uh, fabulous. And, of course, the magic of entertainment is what the show's all about. I'm playing on your board. <laughs> yes. Sorry, please stop touching my buttons. <laughs> I like touching your buttons. Um, as I said, uh, a show, a great week of opening this week, uh, of uh, different shows opening. Uh, the Clearing opening opens tonight. Um, and we've got the guys in the studio. Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, Darren Meltz and Brad Novico. Novico. Novi- yes. I said Novico. Uh, it's, I, made it Chinese, I made it a bit interesting. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, not the only one. Chinese. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the show, guys. The Clearing. Uh, what is it about? Um, it's it's basically a, a family story. So there's there's a family unit which is extremely closely uh, closely entied. It's mother as well as the two sons. Brad and I play uh, the two brothers, and we're holding a very very deep dark secret which happened 18 years ago, and that is what makes our bond so tight. But it's something that we don't we don't want our mother to know because because it'll hurt her beyond words. What was the secret? Oh, do we have to wait to watch? It? Yeah, no. Otherwise, we're giving it all away. Okay, really. Yeah. The yeah. secret to finding out the secret <laughs> is coming to watch the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss uh, our, our guest joining us also in a moment is Alan Committee. We want to know what the secret of laughing matters is, but we'll, we'll chat to Alan. He's he's coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm just sitting. No, here. nothing. I don't even have a mic on. For heaven's sakes, why am I even at this table if I don't have a mic on? Because we. Are you chatting to the clearing boys? Right, the clearing, so you're next. You're all right, I'm waiting for it. We're going to let it clear and then we're going to deal with it. I'm, yeah, I'm quietly. <laughs> My secret is very, very big. I can't share it. I'm going to share it with you later. <laughs> Love that promo. <laughs> Just hold it there. Alan, I'm cutting you off. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so, guys, uh, it, it opens at the, at the, um, at the Joburg Theatre. Mm-hmm. It's a small space. Um, mm. Tell us a bit about the set, a bit about the cast, and um, it's a small, it's a small, it's a small production. But, but tell us about how it works and, and what it's about. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a small space, but it's very, it's very intimate. It's nice. Uh, the audience feel, I think they're, they're going to feel like they're really immersed in the in the show. There's there's a lot of uh, well, it's based in sort of the wood type of environment. So I think the Blair Witch mm. projects kind of yes, I, I, I felt that when I saw your poster. Yeah, yes, yes, I so was a bit scared. It's very dark, and then there's we've got real fire. So um, we're brying marshmallows. So sure. people aren't even yeah. allowed to smoke in theaters anymore, <laughs> but you guys got a real fire. <laughs> Special permission. <laughs> yes. Dangerous. I've got to just tell you about um, your, your, your particular poster and mm-hmm. uh, the Blair Witch 
project is that I can't, I battled to walk and drive through Kirsten Bosch and uh, um, Bishop's Court because it looks witchy. So uh, that's why it freaked me out. So I had to interview about it because I'm not going to see it. But uh, you know, I'm freaked out by any, any place that's got too many high trees because of that particular production or that okay. movie. But your production is set in that, in that, in that type of, uh, yeah, in 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 the woods, um, it's, it's is it dark. murder? Is it is it dark? Is it the thr- what? Is, what is it? There's dark moments. There's tender moments. There's some real family moments. So mm. the the clearing it's is dark and tender moments. <laughs> yes, it's, when it's, I stab it's you it's and I grab your heart out, it's dark and then it becomes a tender. Moment. Dark comedy. I'm thinking Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the the clearing is is ever present in these people's lives. So even when uh, when we have scenes that are set in our mother's kitchen or in the in the bedroom that the two boys shared um there's there's elements of the clearing there so we've got two logs on stage which are kind of they're kind of modular so they move around and with the kitchen those two will stack and become the kitchen island so there's there's always elements of this clearing so it's the physical clearing as well as um, mentally and emotionally dealing with problems and issues and yeah Mm. Finding your own clearing. The story of two brothers bound together by a terrible secret that they've been hiding for 18 years. The Ellis family is in many ways a typical family, but the love they share is intense, all-consuming, even. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a story. That it is, sounds creepy. I mean, a family that loves each other? What, <laughs> what witchery is this? Then when a handsome stranger inserts himself... Into Jeez, the way you say that, it sounds into this tight knit circle. Mother and sons uh. must discover if they have the courage to shatter the bond. I'm glad you said tight knit circle there. <laughs> that opens tonight. This sounds fascinating. Uh, what do you guys? Do? I mean, have you been actors for for a long period of time? What do you do? Because uh, I haven't seen you around that much. I mean, so so what else do you guys do? I know that you you lecture. Yes, um, I, I teach conceptual writing at Vega School, mm-hmm. so that's that's what's paying the bills at the moment. Okay, but uh, yeah, the the passion is for acting. So hopefully, just going to go from strength to strength, and um, you'll see a lot more of the two of us around. Hopefully, good. And yeah. Brad, I've just been playing PlayStation. That's all. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> ah! you need a death in the family, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrific. <laughs> that, is, that is so bad. <laughs> Seriously, I'm. Uh, I'm commiserating with you. It's not Nathan, like I was. Last it's not like I was cursing him with a. Are you seriously just wasting your life? <laughs> well, no, I mean, no. it depends what, what game you play. You know? Yeah. So what, are you, what are you saying? Like Grand Theft Auto. That's a. Yeah, that's a waste. <laughs> that can yeah. easily take a month. Out it's of your training life, yeah. to become a criminal. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to Alan in a moment. <laughs> Alan, do you do that? Uh, I don't play PlayStation. No. Um. But I. What I am doing, which is very interesting, is that I share the logs of the clearing in my set as well, and they're very modular, and so they literally. Uh, and that's the problem is we can't perform the show at the same time. So even tonight, I think you guys start at eight. I can mm. only get on at eight forty-five because we've got to get the logs from where they're performing, which we all know is where it is. Mm-hmm. And then it comes. Across, where did you say? Joburg Theatre. The Joburg Theatre, the magnificent Joburg Theatre. And then I have to get the logs because mm. they, the clearing. I, they clear the set and then I take it because the secret actually the secret is you have to finish <laughs> the play at my sh- I think the logistics are a nightmare it's <laughs> a nightmare sometimes they bring the wrong logs sometimes he arrives and we've just got an actor then I've got to pretend he's the log mm. it, it's it's not worked out well up to now but we're getting better at it and uh, this kind of interactive theatre is the way forward it's it's gaming for the modern generation I've got the logs in the car eh? I'll <laughs> give them, them to you afterwards yeah. thank you I'll just take them straight from here then that is perfect sure guys I'm, who, I'm who plays stumped. your mother 
my mother is played by um, Avril Cameron. Fantastic. Yeah, and she she's somebody that Brad and I have have known and worked with um, before. So yeah, she she could very well be our mother. And is this a play that was uh, is scripted, or you guys created it? It's it's, it's scripted. It was um, originally done off Broadway. Okay, yeah. yeah, amazing. It does sound intriguing. You do want to find out what happened, or didn't happen, or, what or the where the logs were exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's what? the secret of the clearing? And how many logs were on that stage? And the, how many logs are you on, on my stage? Yeah, Ooh, well, uh, seven on my stage. But I've given that away almost. I always do. I don't keep that. Was that the secret? That no, I don't. Uh, have, that's uh, no, no. That's not the secret. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna have to work a little harder to work out. Seven <laughs> brides for seven logs. Exactly. <laughs> oh well, guys, welcome to the magic of the unview. It's, Thank uh, you. The clearing <laughs> narrated by Alan Committee <laughs> with Jonathan Rocksmith singing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> in the back. It's the clearing like we've never seen it before. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, guys, the the show opens this evening and then it runs until uh, uh, Sunday. Sunday. And uh, of course, I hope that it's, it's people get to see it. It's a, it's a good piece, and it's nice mm. to see when I say relatively new uh, newcomers take to the stage and do this. Did you study acting? No, no. I um, studied I, PlayStation. <laughs> game. I PlayStation. I'm actually a lawyer. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I've I've uh, gone into something that pays now. Wow, that's yeah. way better than PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. And leaving the legal well, no, always crossing in between. Well, in between, it, it's it's tough, but I'm enjoying it. I really enjoy being on. A stage. lot of lawyers are actors, and vice versa. Hey, don't you find that? No, I don't, I'm not yes. sure that that. I've true. never heard of I that. Think it. You just made that statement. No, we spoke yeah. to someone last week who no, the week before last. Whom? Someone who was a lawyer, and I said, "Wow, okay, that's interesting because you're basically acting, you know, in front of the jury." Well, they th- you, they usually think oh, it's I was like away. That. I was in Cape Town. Yeah, so you, oh, oh, yeah, you don't do the show very often. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were saying how they had the <gasps> idea that being yeah. a lawyer was was kind of acting in front of a jury and and like telling the story really? in a certain way. And then when you study law, you realize it's not that. What kind of lawyer are you, sir? Commercial. Commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the contracts here are in play. So you, <laughs> yes. so, so whatever you do, Alan, do not yes. lose a log. Yes, there's <laughs> a contract between the two stages. Our contracts, yes. we're very, very. Tight. Alan, last please time, please Alan sign here, Alan. Sign here. Yeah. <laughs> last time Alan was sued, he he almost dropped a log. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. very, nice. very good. Very, very punny. <laughs> thank you. Really unnecessary, but thank you for that one. Um, all right, so you're a lawyer, and uh, mm. so this is do. Yeah, I mean, do, do you? How did the spark begin, or have you acted before? How did this? Is this community? Have you did? Have you done community theatre? Yeah, I've done community. Uh, Darren and I have actually done community theatre together, and uh, then I studied at a, a six-month course here in Joburg, and after that, I've done sort of a couple of commercials, and you know, that's that's where the then the bug bit. Okay, yeah, that's. That's really yeah, cool. It's just been fantastic. Okay, that's excellent. And Darren, your job? I mean, what did you study? Or um, well, I, I actually studied through Vega initially. Okay. And then, as Brad was saying, we we did an intensive six month um, acting and drama course, and then from there, hopefully, just going from strength to strength, doing our own stuff, going for auditions. Well, guys, we've really, it's been a pleasure having yeah. you. And uh, so I really uh, look. I look forward to to seeing your work. I'm going to try to get to it over the weekend. Yeah, please. Um, it's going to freak me out. I can't stand woody things. And I don't know. Now I've got to deal. With. I thought Actually, you loved I wood. I love wood, but that's a whole another thing. <laughs> How rude! I'm talking about vlog fires, but I mean you, you. You've got to take it to another level. But guys, um, I want to tell everyone to go and see it. It's the Fringe, 
at uh, the Joburg Theatre. It opens yes. tonight. It's called The Clearing. And I want to thank uh, Brad Novico and uh, Darren Meltz for joining us in studio. Thanks, guys. Thanks so Fantastic. much. Have thank a you. great run. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Uh, I love. We'd love to see new people getting out there and doing some 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 great things. Yeah, it's nice because we keep having the same old faces in here, like week after week. Yeah, what are you talking? I about? mean, we've had Jonathan Rocksmith on the phone twice. <laughs> John- we really need to get him in the studio. <laughs> I've had him in the studio. <laughs> oh, see, remember, same old faces. Remember, hey? I only brought you on this year. I've done this for a while. Oh, right, yeah. You're, you're the newcomer. Yeah, sorry. Unlike someone like Alan Committee, who's like an old face. I'll just sit here quietly. When you're ready, I'll, t- I'll just. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here we go. Finally, for heaven's sake. Now, now, hold on. So, all right. So, is this it? Is this right. the big intro? So, but we actually have an intro for you. Okay. All right. All right. So, right. So, right. So, so we, 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 but we have to prep you for it. Now, okay. Now, there is a song because this show is. I'm not is, singing. This is a very. You can actually. You just have to read. You have all to right. read, and then we'll just do the rest. Okay. Okay. And, and the, the thing is that uh, Nathan felt quite. Quite over, overwhelmed Because right. if you think about Nathan's real name is We've had two Jonathans And two Allens on the show Because you're Jonathan Rowe okay? Jonathan sort of. Ross yeah. That's his real name So he's a Jonathan And Jonathan We've got two Allens yes. So we've got two Allens And two Jonathans right. Which is great But then, now out Allen But now he's out Allen Because we're here So we thought we'd, we'd ask you To do something for us Which we well, sorry, just going back to what you were speaking about earlier about Alan used to, used to be in with the Lebs. Now he's out of favor with the Lebs. Do you ever consider protection? Do you need protection? Uh, is that something is, that you offer? Is that a, it is. Alan and I both offer it to celebrities across the board. We also protection offer marketing. services. Yes. This is extraordinary. Yeah. And on that note, this yeah. is something. Go won't on. you please in, introduce yourself? Um, by reading these these words. All right, I'll just read All them, right. and then you'll play underneath. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Right. All right, where do we where do we start? A man walks down no, the no, street. No, it was, oh, sorry, here we go. A man walks down the street. He says, "Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot at redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger." Dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly, get these mutts away from me. You know I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my I can be your long-lost pal. Let me tell you something, and I do mean this. I really do. I can call you Betty. And Betty, when you call me, you can call me L. Yes, call me L. We're going to. Thank you very That was beautiful Thank you uh, It really I, was I, I, I just, It was like David Attenborough's first album y- Yes amazing I loved yes. it Yes Yeah I loved it Yeah Right well that's been lovely Thanks very much yes. I'll see you all again <laughs> next time Bye bye I think we got everything in there I think Yeah that's what she said Right now The beer bellies The dogs I didn't When you read the lyrics Of course they They don't make any to, No at no. whatsoever no. What was Paul Simon doing? Well <clears throat> but he was uh, A lot of people chevy have chevy asked chevy. that Over the years <laughs> What has he been doing? Um, I'm a fan. That that, that was a huge song. When were you an '80s baby like me? I yes. guess we're, that was kind of big in kind of mid '80s, wasn't it? Well, we have no other song that really that links. It's certainly to us. not for us. Not for the L's. No, no the L's or L's. No. Yeah. Well, there is love with a little L. Ah, that's I, I like your thinking. Yeah, but the L there, but is for the L for yeah. love. It's not for a little. No, but I like his thinking. Uh, I think that's mm, yeah. coming in from like saying L is for the way you'd look at me. I mean, that you can't say that. Well, this you is, can if you L, can. I, I, L is for the way you. Love a little song, hey? You don't yes, mind no, any well, opportunity <coughs> to get a. You see, but he's we're musical. 
but he's a phenomenal. So I mean, Swing City, right? Um, mm. Top producer. They, you know, they they at the moment going all over the country with their Christmas, their new album. Just got also, released. Alan kind of forces me to sing. He's mm. like, "Hey, pull out your ukulele and sing right." A and song. he has ukulele, so he yeah, brings. Exactly. Usually, when he has to go put out a fire, I saw the picture the... up there. So I mean, there you are bandishing. Kind of weapon. I can't play yeah. though. <laughs> it's just I'm fantastic. holding a bigger thing just to your, cover my stomach. Your guitar is way bigger than mine. No, it's not the size of this guitar. It's how you use your G string. <laughs> yes. Ellen, <laughs> <laughs> laughing matters. The yes. new stand-up show. Firstly, brilliant uh, that it's come to Johannesburg yes. because you did this at the end of last year in Cape Town. So essentially, what I try and do is a new stand-up show every uh, twelve to fourteen months, and wh- the way we normally work it is as I. Started either in Cape Town or Joburg, it then immediately follows and goes to the other city. But because of what can only be described as date clashes and insurmountable uh, disagreements about programming, uh, <laughs> we couldn't do it straight after one another. So we did the show in December in Cape Town, and for the first time in many years, we didn't do it immediately in Joburg. So it's kind of posed a strangeness to me because now I'm bringing you Laughing Matters almost 10 months after the show was initially performed, which means some of the material is dated a little bit. I've had to revisit it, but it's been quite a nice little process because it means now I can take a fresh look at the material and I've added one or two new little bits. But equally, I've got to tell you, I'm writing my new year-end show, which starts in Cape Town and comes to Joburg early next year. So I'm kind of in this little quandary of uh, keeping this show alive and, and loving the performance of it. We started last night and it, it was fun to kind of play to a crowd, but also having to prep some new material and writing another show. So I'm trying not to be too bipolar about it. It sounds like you're doing your tax. It's like you're working <laughs> exactly. on 2018 yeah, yeah, yeah. collecting slips that for 2016. That is exactly. Yeah. And in fact, I think I'm doing my tax as I'm writing these oh, shows as well. Wow. <laughs> but that is funny matters. I mean, if you look at some of them, many let's leave tax now. So Joburg audiences now can enjoy the, the dose of the favorite funny man, uh, Alan Committee, a brand new show coming to, as I said, in Johannesburg. You sold out to Cape Town. Um, and of course... It's high energy. It's uh, madcap antics and crazy mania, and uh, everything from Tom Bone of the Trump. What? That's what I'm reading here. Oh, I don't know who might have written that though. Okay. Anyone Trom- could have trombone. Of is the it not Trump? trombone? No, from trombones to trumpets, is it? I don't know. I don't know because that don't appear in my show, so that's very weird. <laughs> Let me tell you what it is. I'll tell you exactly. Yeah, but I'm what reading it is. your thing. No, don't read it. Leave it alone. I'll tell you exactly. Written by Alan Committee and directed by Christopher Weir. Now, bless him. Christopher Weir and I have done 17 shows together over okay. the years. Um, so, yeah, in, in many ways, this is in the style of all my previous stand up shows in that. Um, it's not just a straight man behind a microphone in a follow spot. Uh, for me, that kind of comedy, brilliant though it might be, often belongs in a kind of club scenario uh, or in a, you know, in a mm. in the comedy circuit. What we're offering here is a theatre experience, and so we're asking people if they're going to pay a little bit more. They want a bit of production value, so we've got the full set, we've got some sketches, we've got some characters involved, um, and and in between all of the stand up. There's, it, it's kind of, I hope, elevated to something a little bit more. There's a kind of narrative to the show, so laughing matters very simply tells us that laughing does matter in this mad world that we live in, but also that we're covering all kinds of laughing matters uh, and everything from the kind of big world, mad, crazy stuff from Trump and our own political kind of scenarios to the craziness of Theresa May and a possible world annihilation because of nuclear war. <laughs> Welcome to Thursday. Uh, in between all of that, the real drama, which is how do we get into skinny jeans and why do we have to wear them? Uh, and so that gamut is, is covered. Um, and I wasn't expecting to use the word gamut, but then we've got a lawyer here, and it's from the Latin, gamateo, gamatere, gamatui, gametitus, um, which is the pluperfect generative. But then I suppose everyone knew I'm that. so happy we have a lawyer here. <laughs> Brad's the <laughs> studio. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, exactly. You're on... 
But again, it, it is a crazy, wonderful world. And if you're not <coughs> laughing, then you're going to be crying. You know, I have a very... And it's funny. It is funny. It's, things are funny. You've got to be careful. I think we've become quite sensitive. If you've been following Twitter of the last couple of days and indeed uh, social media for the last while, I think people have got hypersensitive about all kinds of stuff. And probably rightfully so. We're, we're in a strange age now where uh, people are starting to... They're wanting to empower themselves, take back power in all kinds of areas from uh, uh, gender to race uh, to to age. Everyone wants to fight for their space, and rightly so. But sometimes what happens, and this is where it gets quite tricky, is that we go the other way, and it becomes this kind of overt political correctness. And I suppose this st- station is one of those that uh, bulks against that and fights against that, because <laughs> I think we still live in a world where it's possible to to be respectful of other people, but to have a good laugh and to see things with a unique or interesting perspective. And that's what this show, in a weird way, without kind of lecturing an audience, is also doing it, saying we've got to laugh at this stuff. We've got to be able to take a step aside and look at stuff from a different perspective. Otherwise, we're going to be in big trouble. Now, one of my favorite uh, characters that performed on television uh, for quite some time, uh, performed with Mansfield back in the day. Correct. uh, Returns to the stage. Yes. Um, And uh, I'm going to ask you about his sister in a moment, Johanna. Sure. Uh, Was it Johanna? Johanna. Johanna Askisit. Jakobina. Jakoba van der Walt. Van der Walt. But Johan van der Walt, the security guard of note, um, has has joined you on stage. He's he's He's, been absent for a while. He was protecting the logs from the clearing. Now, this is his work. Listen. He's all things to all people and no things to some people. Correct. Um, but he's a very special creature. He's a great friend of mine. I'm thrilled that he's back on the stage. He comes to this particular show with an agenda, as he always does, and he's talking about environment, but particularly about water shortages. We know back in Cape Town this is a real issue. It has been an issue in Joburg literally a year ago. Can we believe a year ago we were yeah. saying we have no water and suddenly it all changed. Let's hope the same happens for Cape Town. And but it doesn't fun- happen to Joburg. <laughs> it doesn't happen to Joburg. <laughs> Who knows what's... But, it, but Van der Valt comes with some strong water stringent um, recommendations, some of which might even be true, um, a lot of which <laughs> is made up. And uh, as always, he comes forth with a lot of enthusiasm and uh, chutzpah. Um, I said this to Nathan last week because the water issue in Cape Town is a major problem. I, I can't even... I have a timer. I mean, I literally set my timer for Correct. two... Okay, I, I, I'm but. I'm at two and a half minutes. Okay. I, I can't right. And showering? Because I'm slightly big. I need more water right, to, right, to right, get right. around the stuff. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't Right, I see what you're saying I'll tell you what I'll tell you how bad things are in Cape Town I saw recently a guy in a convertible While it was raining He kept the roof down Just so he could collect grey water for his garden Now, that's where we're at in Cape Town But it's true I, There is a bucket in the shower Right Okay And I'm collecting grey water It's seriously the thing And I'm using the grey water because the, And putting it in the toilet It's, it's kind of crazy what you're doing Yeah But you have to do it you have to do it. We have a, we have a problem. And then, of course, as you know, as I mentioned earlier, I will be going to Cape Town with, on family trips and taking people up Table Mountain every single day for the next hoping three that months. Because obviously we were hoping sure. for sunshine. Sure. And it's not happening. So it's kind of, that's why, clearly, I hear you. Murphy's Law. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a very big problem. And I want to just highlight it because it's nice to raise the flag that Keep in mind, it was just mentioned this week on the news that we might go if we don't if, if we don't get more rains in Johannesburg by uh, by January when they're expecting big rains January and February, we'll have to go to a level two 
in Joburg. Right. Because the dams are only sitting about 75% or close to 80%. Right. So we've got to watch it again. Um, but that's all because of our populace is so big. But Cape Town's got major, major problems. So, so what are the things that security guard, uh, um, Van der Walt recommend, for example? Well, for example, I mean, he's, he, he obviously thinks out of the box. I think this is the genius of the man. So, for example, mm. he would suggest that the human body, as we all know, is made up of 70% water. Uh, that is why at graveyards, uh, you see so many flowers growing, uh, because there's so much water in the ground. So one of the recommendations is move closer to a cemetery. Don't stay so far away. Now, you see, for me, that's genius. I think that's a, that's a brilliant idea. Um, <laughs> it's a pleasure. I try and help where I can. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, death so, seems to be coming. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a full circle. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's um, it's not life. just your grand. It's also about us. You know what I mean? So, and that's. <laughs> I wish you long life. But I, I um, I'm, I'm just saying it's 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 a fun time for. So, Van der Volt does that. I talk about for the first time in a l- long time because it, I'm not. If you've seen my shows before, I'm not really. Uh, an overtly political comic in the way that, for example, a Nick Rabb or a, um, a Peter Dirk Ace might t- tackle South African and international politics head on. But I do think all our stuff is kind of colored by politics. Obviously, that is the nature of our life and particularly in this country. So in, th- in this show, I do as an overview, overview talk a little bit about where we're at, not just here, but also because I think the world's weird now. People are nationalizing and going insular. We, you know, we used to have a global village. Now everyone's building walls and Brexiting and xenophobicing, and we're just staying and building clearings <laughs> and staying. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it strikes me that no one wants to interact with anyone anymore. Mm. And so, uh, and th- my show is set in a, in a lunatic asylum. But I'm, I'm saying not only into the world a madhouse, but I think we build our own little madhouses and keep people out. You know, people from Blair Gowrie, for example, who are very dangerous. Uh, they should be separated from others. But that's a different story, and it's not for the show. <laughs> Oh, you're uh, still here. I didn't realize. I thought I'm, you'd gone. <laughs> now, Alan, I, uh, have you seen, um, uh, Trevor Noah's new, uh, show that he did on Broadway? The, the is it on ne- the, Netflix the Netflix one? Netflix I haven't one. actually, uh, okay. it's on my list. I'd you, love to get around. I must you get must to have it. Have yeah. a look at it because he, it's so interesting because he does the skit between a British, uh, colonial soldier. Right. And, uh, and an Indian, uh, peasant man. Right. And when he says, you know, the, the great British Empire, and it's brilliant because he th- says things like, for example, uh, uh, you know, the, we have one God. And he says, well, what God must I pray to? No, but there's only one God. No wonder you can't get anything right. You're not playing to the right God. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but, the, but he talks about this exact thing is that Britain... Is, has got no right to talk about becoming insular. Right. Or, because they went and colonized the world, told everyone how great right. they were. The as great, great empire. Britain, you know, the yes. great empire. And then when everybody went to go see how great they were, they want to kick them out. That's right. The world has changed completely. And that is the thing is that we're starting to, the Mexicans must stick to Mexico. Yes. So who's getting lost in South Africa? That is the question. Well, I suppose that is the question. I mean, I, I think the incredible thing about this country, I did, I've traveled in the last 15 months quite a lot and I did some work in the States, um, in Los Angeles, uh, one or two clubs in, in, in New York, but fairly extensively in London. Now, London strikes me as quite an interesting place because it's so cosmopolitan and they welcome foreigners and all kinds of points of view and certainly all kinds of senses of humor. A South African comic talking there is not a surprise to them. They have 1,800 South Africans living in the one flat in Putney. So this is not a <laughs> surprise to them. But but it strikes me that we do have, when I go and I look at those English comics, and they're, they're brilliant. Forget the great comics that we see on television or on, you, you know, that, we, that are celebrated around the world. Just the kind of middling comics that just work the clubs. They're brilliant. But what they do struggle with is, and I see it with our South African comics, our sense of humor is, and particularly in talking about 
a range of subjects, not just kind of specific stuff mm-hmm. central to us, is that we are we have very comedy literate audiences, and our our comedians are very well versed in dealing with super sensitive subjects because of our country and the melting pot and all the cultures and all the references. We've grown up with it. We kind of we we happily run through that mild minefield of you know dangerous possibilities, um, and I think that makes us. Pretty good in terms of we're battle weary comics when we go out into the world. There, interesting though. I've picked up South African comedy doesn't doesn't play the sex card too much. Yeah, which is which is good. Which is you're not which a bad is good. Thing. Yeah. Nothing funny should... about sex. No, no, no. But it, <laughs> well, that's well, yeah. it depends with you. Uh, I don't know. I will talk to your girlfriend. So how rude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a death and your sex life. It ain't, uh, it's not, not your death. Um, but here's but a ukulele. Never forget the ukulele. <laughs> you no. see, you didn't bring the ukulele. If we had, we would be. A, you would have forced me to play it. <laughs> of course, we would have made you sing something. Um, again, would we? We, we don't need um, below the belt humor. Humor. We don't need. We, no, and I, and I don't find we we we. Well, listen. Some of the com- it, it, uh, different strokes for different the, folks, and and I think a there's a range of, of comics, and you know, there are comics who go out and and, and want to shock. There are comics that want to, uh, you know, I put myself very much as a kind of family entertainer. I play mm. very clean. Uh, my aim is kind of business orientated, if you will. I want I want you to bring your grandparents and your your grandchildren to the show, mm. uh, and we'll play across the board. I still think there's a there's a a, a, a great comedy. Uh, hot spot that we can find, mm. even with that range of, of without audiences. using the, 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 yeah, yeah. the f words and the profanities. But, no, no, but no, I also have no problems. I still laugh at comics who are particularly kind of who play blue and and who are quite rude. Mm. That it just doesn't mean I have to play that way. Do you know what I mean? I think you can allow for all that range. But it's, I think it's interesting to see in South Africa. You don't. It's not the order of the day. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's there. It is but there. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it depends. I suppose in theatres, it's it's a harder place to get away with it because ultimately, then you're not going to fill the houses yes. if you do. Do you, do you know what I mean? So maybe okay. at a, a comedy club like a Goliath and Goliath, there you're going to have a range of comics, and the guys are going to come out with with some attitude and and, mm. and hoy a little bit um, from the Latin hoyeo, hoyere, hoyui, which is also <laughs> Lebanese. A lot of people don't know. <laughs> do you like Lebanese people? I, I, I've not met enough. You know, if you are a representative. Of, of what the Lebanese people are like, then I will tell you that they were in for a good. This is magnificent. You are a fine ambassador, and if we were in some kind of cabinet, I would reshuffle you and put you in a far more important position. Now, on this note, you wanted to talk about. Please go on. This is important. What, what are we doing? Are we, what are we? Oh no! I just wanted to play that little clip about our government. Oh, okay. Every day I'm shuffling. Yes. <laughs> like a song for the nation at the moment. <laughs> Anyway, but you know, the, it speaks that. to a kind of, I talk about this in the show because, um, uh, everywhere around the world, people have been thrown by the unexpected. So in America, they couldn't believe Trump was voted, even though they were party to, to voting him in. In England, Brexit threw the Londoners. They couldn't believe the nation had voted for Brexit. In Australia, they can't believe that their rugby and cricket sides are no longer the world champions. So, you know, they're going, what is the point of Australia? Something we've been asking for many years now. And, and I think that means that South Africa, people are now looking to our country for leadership. <laughs> no, but they are because it strikes me that we are resilient people. We are not thrown by the unexpected we live with it am i right mm. nothing throws us every day for the last hundred years new information is given to us like yesterday they're just reshuffling the cabinet and we go what the f-? and then we get on with it mm. we, don't, we even have a verb i talk about this in the show we macgyver the situation because um, in america macgyver was an entertainment show but in south africa we thought it was a documentary isn't it a yiddish word macgyver yeah uh, it's actually it is latin it's oh. funny uh, magai, uh, magaveo magavere uh, mug and bean <laughs> 
Is that advertising? I think we get money for that, don't we? No. <laughs> don't we? <laughs> no. They just get free exposure. But oh, well, then in case I withdraw it immediately. <laughs> Alan, your life um, in comedy has been decades now. Uh, this is my 20th year yeah. in stand-up comedy alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, how did, were you a funny kid? Were you a funny guy? Uh, I don't, I, that's, that's for other people to say. I will say I did like making people laugh. And I think there's a slight distinction there. So, okay. um, uh, class clown? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, but also, uh, but equally, I loved school and I was quite good at the school. I was the duck's pupil and the head boy and really? all of that stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. But I did love, I played in all the school productions and played the kind of class clown a little bit as well. I always knew I wanted to do comedy in some form. And then I studied as an actor at UCT. Um, and even at that point when I was kind of pushed into more serious productions, which I loved, at the back of my mind, it was always the idea to kind of do some kind of comedy, not necessarily stand-up comedy. And so my first ever show was a one-man Richard III, uh, which I kind of took the Shakespeare text and rewrote it because no one was going to cast me. Um, <laughs> still no one will cast me. That's why I have to do all my own work. Um, but uh, having played Richard III, I played kind of 37 characters. And out of that, I kind of started developing a bit of a stand-up, a taste for stand-up because I had to kind of – Improvise with audiences My first show ever at Grahamstown I was in a venue where uh, The entrance to the theatre Was behind me on the stage So people had to cross Across the stage to get to their seats So if they arrived late And that happened on my first show A group of seven or eight people I had to deal with it I couldn't pretend it wasn't happening And in that dialogue It got some of the biggest laughs in the show And I remember sitting afterwards thinking Well I've worked really hard At scripting and rehearsing All of these bits And the biggest laugh came from Talking to them directly I'm going to keep that So I used to encourage the door people to always let latecomers in, and I do this to today anyway. I love chatting to people on from the stage because I think if you prepare to engage in that possibility, in that live frisson, if you will, mm. whoo, then something interesting can happen. Um, and it makes the stand-up experience different every night. Audiences want to know that you've prepared something, that you've got a structure, and, and obviously that's part of the gig, and then equally that every night can be slightly different. So – how, so that's how it began, and then all of a sudden, it's just twenty years of an yeah, incredible career. Well, because because the career has got different levels to it. Because you've you've had a stint in television. Sure, to, uh, you've obviously your stand up. You've been in other productions, um, but then the corporate work is huge. Yes. Because that's that's where that's kind of MC, bread and butter stuff in some way, and I do yeah. a lot of MC work, and that's from kind of straight MC to mm. MC with comedy uh, interludes, if you will, facilitating. Um, uh, in this country particularly, I think you go overseas, you kind of pigeonholed into one area, mm. whether you can do the others or not. People say, well, you're a voiceover artist or you're a stand-up comedian, and that's what you are. I think one of the thrills about playing in this country is that you can, if you're good enough and you're prepared to work hard enough, that you can be in multiple fields. Mm. Um, and so that's obviously been a pleasure. And, and then equally, I've kind of started producing theater. I directed Play That Goes Wrong that's just had a, a, an amazing yes. run and had a return season now in Joburg and is off to Cape Town. We had so, them on the show. Great. Oh, did you? Oh, yes, fantastic. Yeah. Good. Um, and uh, so I, I try and – yeah, I, I, I've, I, I like to have many – I can't concentrate on one thing for too long. It's well, essentially what I'm saying. The thing is – and, and I have I'm a problem. like you're more than one person in one person. That is exactly what I am. And whole, that was my secret. Now whole, you've just outed me just there. whole What's committee the, of people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I didn't want to say it, but you've said it name. And then You can call me Al. I'll be your bodyguard. Mm. Laughing matters then is in an institution hence for a schizophrenic. So you, you, you see, see it full it's circle, full circle, circle of life. Circle. And then, of course, we're waiting for the logs. 
Yeah, the logs are there, burning, are, kindling the fire of hope from the clearing. From the clearing. Jane over there is keeping quite a log of this episode, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, of course you can get, well, listen to the podcast. Um, uh, Alan, then we look at your 20-year career. Who, who was your inspiration? Who is your inspiration? And who has become your inspiration? So, so looking back. Yeah. So, so, so my role model when I started mm-hmm. was, uh, any of the theater comics and, and probably the biggest influence on me was Mark Banks. Uh, I, yes. Absolutely. And, and growing up, Mark was the guy who didn't play the comedy clubs. He played all the theaters. He used to do these three or four month run long, uh, long runs in, in Cape Town at the Baxter. And he was an institution and he would do much like I, try and do now which is not just straight stand up but characters and uh, a, a real experience for the audience but equally Casper Fris, who's on the station who's yes. one of my great mm. heroes um, Barry Hilton when he started was very much in, in the theatre scene um, so those were the kind of guys who inspired me overseas it was guys who who didn't kind of do as much as I can laugh at a good stand up comic who just stands and talks about subjects it was the guys who were a bit off kilter so there's a, a british comic called Stuart lee who's mm. kind of considered the comedian's comedian if you haven't listened to him you've got to google him he's genius and he takes for me he takes comedy to a new level um and then rob bryden who's more of a comic actor he's the guy who uh, he's the host of a show called uh, would i lie to you um yes. on dstv mm. and he does an amazing series of tv shows uh, so those are the guys that kind of inspired me but a range ricky gervais i saw him live last week in london it was amazing to see him uh, live uh, but i've always been a big fan of his writing in america the the obvious big comics like louis ck mm. who who are able to com- you know combine real heavy subjects bathos and comedy and and do it in a way that you're laughing while you're thinking i think that's sometimes a great skill and, and a great pleasure to and to be able to move quickly that you yeah. can that people are laughing and, and still laughing about what was absolutely said. and you've always got to be a couple of steps ahead of your audience I think uh, for the most part because, unless you're deliberately letting them get ahead yeah, or you because sometimes you I find comics sometimes are holding or waiting for the laugh right when you actually are you yeah. shouldn't be playing off the laugh necessarily yeah. no necessarily you're, you're quite right because a lot of I mean you get it because you're like oh they didn't get that right well. Maybe okay. Get on with it. That's it's it's and it's also fascinating. You know, as much as an audience is experiencing a different show every night, I come out. Those first two or three minutes of every ninety-minute show is about quickly sussing out what this crowd's going to be about. Uh, at Monty, you get a, a, a range. So sometimes you get a very Afrikaans crowd who've come in from Littleton and Centurion mm. uh, or the Rands. Uh, sometimes you get a very northern suburbs crowd. Sometimes they're super quick. Sometimes they're quite young. Sometimes it's a Sunday matinee and they're very old and a lot of them are facing the wrong way. And, and we've just <laughs> got to gently coax them back to where you are. And so those, you, you, you pick and up how those. How do they take to the living closer to the cemetery? Um, they love that because they know uh, that's <laughs> that, true. That's, yeah. <laughs> Because they know they're about to get more water. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to start giving back to the earth. Okay. Which basically, we should have more old age homes in Cape Town. And you see, yeah, you see you're, you're writing so this bad. stuff for me now. I'm going to be using this tonight. Um, okay, so that's magic. And then through the 20 years now, you look at today, and yep. and who are you loving? Who are you enjoying watching and 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 um both here and abroad. Well, I, I mean, like, I, for example, think Michael McIntyre is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And his yeah. output of work is ex- extraordinary. Um, uh, he does, uh, uh, you know, at least one new show every year. I, I, I like watching a range. It's, I suppose once you've been doing it for a number of years, and I was always told, in fact, Mark Banks said this to me many years ago, as did a number of other performers, is that you'll get, it'll be harder to watch people who do what you do. And when you start, you're, you're open and you're wide-eyed mm-hmm. and you just, you soak in everything. 
if I'm honest, if I have an opportunity on a night off, I don't necessarily want to go and watch stand-up comedy. I'd rather go and watch Evita. I'd rather go and watch The Clearing, um, where it's not necessarily in my in the mm. heart of my field, but I can you can learn stuff from. I'm a huge proponent of going to watch live theatre, and I, by theatre I mean anything from you know musics to ballet to opera to because there will be something out of that experience that you will take with you. I always get irritated when people go, oh, well, I would have gone to theater, but I saw something was really bad. You when you watch a crap film, you don't stop watching movies. We've mm-hmm. all seen a number of awful movies in our life, mm-hmm. but we somehow still go back. And I think even more so with theater, you can see something that's not great and still take something from it, even if it's just a good story about how awful it was. But when it's great, when it really moves you in a particular way, whether it's moving you to tears or to laughter or both, I think that's soul enriching. I think you come out of that and you go, my life is better because of that. And the live experience, nothing beats nothing the live experience. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats experience. it. So, for example, even if you are watching comedy on television. Right. Um, and you're laughing. You know, it's harder to laugh in, on your own in a room you, or with a I partner. I know. I feel quite yeah. weird that you end up laughing at yourself. Right. And you think… If someone can hear me in the Laughter is meant to be a communal experience yeah. it, it sounds weird But you, you hysterically laugh And you think I hope I didn't wake up Someone in the other and, room And why it becomes healing <laughs> It's quite interesting Because and, and maybe we're being A bit wanky about this But when you're Even in a show like this Which is essentially Just stand up And a bit of silliness And a man talking crap But if something hits you And you relate to it Or you suddenly go Oh I've always thought that But never been able To articulate that mm. Or oh he's provided A new perspective On something I hadn't thought of In that moment you go But I'm not laughing alone There's 207 other other people laughing at this there's a commu- you immediately forge a community with you you're not a, you're not isolated and and i think that's the spirit of and the power of theater uh, and it's why i like doing my stand up in a theater particularly because i think that there's something quite special and sacred about that it's like a clearing <laughs> a clearing is a sacred space too oh, the clearing Am I pumping your shows enough, guys? How the are we guys, going? Uh, Eight o'clock, Joburg Theatre, uh-huh. The Clearing, magnificent. Look at this. It stars John Rachnichnoch, the Russian lawyer, and Brad Giebels, the conceptual writer. Um, I may not have got the names right, but these are young guys who are forging their way forward, and it's just magnificent. It's one of my favorite pieces of theatre of 2017. I haven't seen it, but oh my goodness. In actually, scene seven, that scene with the rhino was incredible. I actually had to sit upside down to make sense of it. <laughs> Also, uh, laughing matters, by the way, just in case you were wondering. We're going to get there. Oh, oh, okay. We are. We are going to. So, what makes you laugh? Um, I, I think I've got quite a wide-ranging sense of humor. I, I, I laugh at everything from Woody Allen's kind of angsty, fetchy New York stuff to very broad physical stuff. I'm a huge fan, and, and it's one of the reasons why I was very happy with Play That Goes Wrong, of the silent comedians and the physical and visual comedians. And not just from the kind of like Buster Keaton's and, and, and Charlie Chaplin's, but the kind of modern guys. Lee Evans, you must know Lee Evans, the mm. British guy, who's all about physicality. Norman Wisdom, uh, John Cleese. I'd like to think that everything, if it's clever and it's well um, executed, I think I would laugh. It's always tricky watching it and you're doing these secret signals, and I'm thinking, is it me? What am oh, I doing? No, it's no, radio. No, no, it's, it's radio. radio. You can't do it on it's TV. Radio. Right. The radio, you can and, um, in, get ready. Yes. Get ready. Start by, stand by, stand by, Alex Seven. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I laugh at quite a lot of stuff, and I, I laugh fairly easily, I think. Your uh, advice to yes. people that want to get into the business. Now, right. We've got two young people. Ah, is okay. this true? Okay. Here we've got both Darren and we've got Brad here in studio right. from the clearing. As well as Jan and Michael. <laughs> yeah, they're all here. Do you really do you want to be a stand, a stand up something that interests you? Well, 
theatre yeah. in the industry. Right. I'm not sure exactly where I want to go, but but so so my my advice to stand up comedians is has always been the same, and it's and it's such a simple thing, and it's the hardest thing. You've got to do it, and I know that sounds like well, yeah, but obviously no, it isn't obvious because the guys who tell me I'm funny around a briar, or all my friends tell me I'm funny. How do I do it? Do it. You've got to do. You've got to do mm. it once at least in front of a crowd, not around a bry, and you will know within forty-five seconds yeah. whether not whether you're good or not. That you might not ascertain immediately, but you will know in your heart of hearts whether this is something you'll want to keep doing, or whether this is better for around the bry. And if it's something that you want to keep doing, then you will sustain through the many bad sets you're going to do. Sets, not sex. You might have bad sex as well, to be fair. I can't guarantee you're not. But but you're going to be able to sustain through those initial tough years because for me, the golden rule is it takes four and a half to five years for a comic to find his voice or her voice. And those are tough times, but they're also incredibly exciting times. In terms of becoming an actor, sorry, I'm going to quickly finish here, but uh, it's is, is probably the same thing. You've got to go and get out there and do it. It's great that you're out there. Working in front of an audience is where you're going to learn your skills and, and upscale yourself. You've just got to keep doing it. And obviously added to that, you know, if you're producing, there are many, many facets. Sure. But open up those facets because you're not, I don't, I think it's very hard to survive on one Correct. skill set. Yes, I think, and that's true not just of South Africa, around the world. Yeah. We're no longer, uh, the theatre world particularly has become harder and harder. You've got to have other skills around you and other, you know, uh, or uh, if, if, if you can, if a relative's got money and they can leave it to you. Look, I'm not saying, I know one of us has recently... I don't. Is this? Have we changed the? Where are we? Have we said long life? So we, we have to wrap the show because Ben is coming to the end here now. It? it does feel like <laughs> we've run out of things to say. This has been a great show. Alan Committee, uh, you opened last night. Laughing, Ma- laughing matters. The new stand-up show. Uh, it was in Cape Town. It's in Johannesburg at Monte Cassino. At Monte Cassino, of course, in the small theatre. No, in the big. Theater. Well, it's the not the theatre, but the, the, the four hundred seater. Yeah, the Peterin, the Peterin Theatre. From Wednesdays to Saturdays at eight o'clock. Saturdays also five o'clock show. Sunday at 3 o'clock bookings at Compu Ticket or at Monte Casino or find me just call me I'm there for you just I love you all great. And, and then of course Cape Town we open up when I'll have you on the line when we do that yes when does that Planet open? Mirth starts in December and we'll come back to Joburg it's called what a Planet Mirth a funny look at everything okay. it's like the, 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 the documentary the Planet, Planet Mirth. Earth yeah Planet Mirth uh, and so that's at the end of the year on the 6th of December in Cape Town but we'll talk on the phone I'll wait for you I'll sit at the phone now and wait for your call <laughs> are we wrapping this thing up or we what have for heaven's sake please you've got to finish now the one and only Alan Committee other radio stations to go to. no I'm joking I don't I'm just here I'm just yeah, it's only you. I don't do any other publicity. Just this. I actually haven't got anything else to do. I'd like to just stay here and do the next show as well. Who's on next? We're, we're already into the next show. So it's fine. <laughs> what do you know about sport? I, yes, a lot. Oh my goodness, okay. JP Dumini. And that was I'm Alan Committee. The show is called Laughing Matters. Don't miss the clearing with, uh, with the boys Darren Melson, Brad uh, Novico. That's happening at the Fringe at the Joburg Theatre and Jonathan Rucksmith opens tonight with Evita. Also happening at Monte Casino. It is a theatre world wing. Week. Nathan Rowe, big you. You So good. Cheers. Be well. Yes. This is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. Have a great day. The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.